0: On this episode of Action Film Face Off, before I wish for your annihilation,
1: any last words?
0: With knives, and then they were like with guns, and then they're like <laughs> dum, 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 dum. with grenades, and they were
2: like last <laughs> and
0: then there's like bruh, 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 ah, stick the around. <laughs> The Long Box Crusade presents Action Film Face-Off This episode, it's 2006 versus 1987 Two films enter One film leaves Two men enter,
1: one man leaves Two men enter, one man leaves Two men enter, one man leaves. Two men enter, one man leads, Two men enter, one, one man Two men enter, man one, man 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 leave. Leave. One, one man leave, one man 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 leave. leave. One But it ain't about how hard you hit it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hit.
2: All right, everybody. Welcome back to Action Film Face Off, the show where two random years are selected. My brother brings an action film from one of the random years. I bring an action film from the other random year. Then those two films do battle using a variety of criteria, and a champion will be crowned by the end of the episode. I am Jared Albrick, the Death Probe, also known as Yard Sale Artist, and also known as Smoked Bologna. That last one's not true. My co host is my brother Jason, the Weasel Skull. We are both military combat vets who take our actions seriously, but not too seriously. So let's have some fun on just a regular episode. It's been a while since we did a regular episode, our retro rewind. It's not a Halloween special, it's a regular episode, so welcome
0: back to regular AFO, Jason. Gonna have me some fun now. Gonna have me some fun now. (laughs) Yes, indeed, we are going to score each of today's films on a scale of 1 to 10 in five categories. Those categories are the story, the overall spectacle, the best action scene, the hero, and the villain. And it's still not in that order. I don't know how many of these we've done. But we are not fixing it. And then there will be the deduction round. where up to ten points can be subtracted from the film's total for whatever we determine is the low point in the movie. You minus it, minus it. I'm just gonna go ahead and admit
2: right now, for years, Jason, <laughs> years <laughs> that I watched The Predator, and he was saying, "Gonna have me some fun, gonna have me some." I, just, I was like, "I just thought he was going crazy," and then I realized he's referencing the lyric from the. Little Richard song they listened to earlier in the movie. I just put that together in Long 2022. <laughs> 2022 <laughs> is what I put that
0: <laughs>
2: For all these years, I thought he was just crazy. Now, I mean, he was crazy. Anyways, speaking of crazy, let's introduce the sniper for this episode. She's back. She's bad. She can't wait to talk some more Alpha, with us. It is. Captivating Kathy Bright, the MVP. Welcome back, Kathy.
3: Hello, hello. Glad to be here. I'm ready to talk some Tom Cruise and some Arnold Schwarzenegger.
2: All right, then. I'm glad you are, because that's what we're going to talk about. Now, as a reminder, our sniper gets one point in each category. The sniper can sway the scoring by a total of five points. So that was crucial on Halloween, by the way. And it's been crucial before. We'll see if it's crucial tonight. Now, Kathy's been on several times, so I've brought one prepared question for her that should result in one short answer, and then Jason and I will decide whether she's right or wrong. Kathy, tonight we are going to feature The Predator, which stars Arnold Schwarzenegger. What's Arnold Schwarzenegger's best film? Terminator. I'll accept it. That's on my list of
0: acceptable answers. (laughs) I will, too. I I prefer Terminator 2, but Terminator is an acceptable answer. I'm a true lies guy, but 100%...
3: I figured you would uh, expect me to say that Christmas movie.
0: I do love Jingle All the Way. I'm not going to lie. I watch it every <laughs> Christmas. Never seen it, man. I got it. Never admit, seen it. I've never seen Jingle Oh, no. All the Way.
2: Well, we know what you're doing when you come to my house for Christmas. All right. Before our two films enter the video dome arena, I think Jason's got the spikes installed. We are thrilled to kick off this episode of special shout outs to our Crusaders Club members. These are the fine folks who have joined our crusade. They enjoy early access to special long box episodes, voting on show content, free raffle entries, so much more. These are the folks reaping the benefits and giving some much appreciated support to the show.
3: Angelica Wolf, Auburn Elvis.
2: Blasted her stash it.
3: Braxton Underwood.
0: Clinton Robeson. Captain Entropy. Dave Collins, also known
3: as Battlewagon. Battle
0: Ezra Gallo. Gary V. Gerald Green. Jason King. Jason Lady. Jeremy L. Jim Jarman, Jim Jarman, Jim Jarman, Jim Jarman. I hope you like Jim Jarman too. Joe Thomas.
3: Dr. John Watson. Josh
0: Strickland. Candace Ward.
3: Kathy Bright, a.k.a. me. Mark Ross.
0: Maxwell Traver,
3: Miranda W. P. D. P.D.
0: Paul Hicks,
3: Rick from Jeff and Rick present,
0: Rob Morgan,
2: Ryan Daly, Samantha Manning, Sean Urbanski, Spidey sixty seven, Spreadsheet, Steve Cronin, Tim Price, Tony Pennington, and Toronto Cop. If we miss anyone on the list, we apologize. Keep in mind, we record these episodes well in advance of release, so if you're recent edition, we will add you soon. But no worries, you can just let us know we missed you by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com. We'll get it straightened out. You might be asking yourself, how do I become a Crusaders Club member? Well, it's easy. Patreon.com slash longboxcrusade for as little as $1 a month. You know, you used to be able to say for as little as the cost of a cup of coffee, but it's like for as little as the cost of a third of a cup of coffee, (laughs) you too could join the Crusaders Club. It's definitely worth a dollar a month. Well, thank you, Kathy. Come and check it out. Back to Jason.
0: All right. Well, like Rowdy Rowdy Piper's haircut, we've done the business part up front. Let's get to the party in the back and get (laughs) back to the combat and learn a bit about the gladiators about to battle for your pleasure. This episode, I was assigned the year of 2006, so I selected Bum,
2: Bum, 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 Mission Impossible 3. What year did the randomizer select for you, Jason? Well, I got 1987, and I got Predator. Ooh, now that is a fine matchup, folks. Now, it's important to point out this isn't Jared versus Jason. We each had to select from our signed year. I might very well like his selection better than mine, or vice versa. I honestly don't know. We'll have to see how the scores come out, because I like both these movies quite a bit. This is all about us discussing some beloved action films and coming to a consensus on which one is this episode's champion. Let's do a quick around the room of where we saw it. This is going to be an interesting one for me. I watched Mission Impossible 3 off my Plex server just a couple of nights ago. But a couple of weekends ago, I was in Baltimore for Baltimore Comic-Con. And Predator happened to be on TV. Like like it was 1988 or something. And I was staying at a hotel. It was on the <laughs> hotel TV. And I watched it on television. So that was like You a have
0: unique- to chunk it to the channel. You're like,
2: chunk, chunk, chunk.
0: Yeah,
2: it was very old school feeling. And I loved it. Let's go around the horn. Kathy, how did you see it?
3: I actually rented Predator through my Voodoo account. Since I didn't have the DVD, it had several, I believe, eight featurettes that I could watch as well. Nice. And Mission Impossible, I have the same box set that I believe Jason and your, that sniper, I don't remember who it was. Was it Rick?
0: Rick, I think.
2: Yeah, Yeah, it's
3: the same box set that I have of all five of the first Mission Impossible movies on DVD. (laughs) That is a great box set. It really is.
0: Jason. Well, similar to Kathy, I have the box set. So that's what I watched Mission Impossible 3 off of. And then I also have the Blu-ray of Predator. And so I watched that. Excellent. Okay. Now it's time for your spoiler warning. Of course, we're going to spoil the heck out of both
2: of these films. So if you don't want that to happen and for some unknown reason, you've not seen (laughs) Mission Impossible 3 or seriously, Predator, come on go ahead and pause now and do that. And we will join you guys on the other side of this musical break. Okay. You've been warned. Let's get into it. I'm going to jump in with some quick info on 2006 mission impossible three.
0: Who are you?
1: You have, a, you have a, a wife, girlfriend. Whoever she is, I'm going to find her. I'm going to hurt her. And then I'm going to kill you right in front of her. back brother
2: your cast and crew is as follows it stars an up-and-coming guy named tom cruise a little known stage actor called lawrence fishburne and a creepy as hell philip seymour hoffman is directed by jj abrams and the synopsis goes a little something like this: (laughs) you're just gonna ride this out you're gonna do it aren't you i'm gonna do it just like i did the last mission possible here we go Tom Cruise does Tom Cruise things. Something something rabbit's foot. I think there was some kind of a revenge mission for an agent that Ethan had trained. Luther was kind of awesome. There was a wedding. Pow, pow! There you go. I Sometimes I don't pay attention. I just watch the
0: action scenes. I'm not sure it mattered if you paid attention or not.
2: <laughs> I think I wrote a very similar synopsis for Mission Impossible 4. I, I still love them, but sometimes I just get lost in it. Like, I don't even know anymore what's what's going on. I think Delvin will be proud. I feel feel like that's how Delvin watches his movies. Anyways, let me do the interesting trivia. I got three nuggets for you, and here they are. Number one. So the production could not do anything about the inquisitive crowds that was watching them while they filmed in Rome, so they actually set up a phony second unit a little further away from their primary unit and hired several girls in bikinis and older women dressed as nuns to be to pretend to be filming takes for the film, while the main unit got on with their business largely undisturbed. (laughs) So apparently, Bikini Girls and Nuns, the greatest distraction possible, I guess. Interesting trivia, number two. And I really like this one, so lean in, put your headphones on a little tighter, everybody. After the success of Shaun of the Dead in 2004, Simon Pegg was asked whether he was going to pursue a Hollywood career, because up until then, he'd been pretty much doing films in England to which he laughed and replied, it's not like I'm going to be a Mission Impossible 3. he was, which I think is awesome. And finally, Maggie Q had to learn how to drive for this movie. She'd never driven. She didn't know how to do it. And it was revealed in the DVD extras that while driving during the shoot, the heel of her shoe got stuck on the accelerator, leading her to crash her car lightly into another parked car. That's the movie magic, folks, because she looked like she was driving like a boss, right? But you know what? Same thing could be said for Pierce Brosnan. I once read an article about how His first shoot on Goldeneye, when he hopped in the car to take off, he stalled it out. (laughs) So uh, That's a a bad omen right there. (laughs) (laughs) It's acting, folks. It's all acting. But there you have it, and I'll
0: hand it over to Jason.
3: No extra nuggets from Kathy? I have a whole list for Mission Impossible. I'll
0: (laughs) I'll go fix myself something to drink and turn it over to Kathy.
3: (laughs) Some of the nuggets that I found in my research... The house in the opening party scene was built to look like the house of JJ Abrams, the director, which this is his debut directing a feature film. Mm -hmm. I almost picked
2: that that as one of my nuggets. This was his very first feature film direction. What a way to start.
3: Also, in this party scene is his oldest childhood friend, Greg Grunberg. I don't know if y'all know anything about that relationship. JJ calls Greg his lucky charm, and he is either voice, Mostly voice, but he has a cameo in ninety to hundred percent of all projects that JJ works on. He was the voice of Kirk's dad in the first Star Trek movie that JJ did. He's in all of his all of his work. Maggie Q was trained by Mr. Jackie Chan.
2: Nice, that's a good resume bullet.
3: Tom Cruise came up with the stunt after him and Carrie Russell's character um, are on top of the truck. And when they do that really cool slide down the hood of the truck, Tom Cruise came up with that the day of filming.
2: You know, he loves new stuff. So he's probably like, you know, with his high energy, Hey, I got an idea. You know, let's sign up for front of the truck. And she was like,
3: what? <laughs> like, oh, it's going to be great. She actually loved either. working. I mean, I feel like, I feel like he's very comforting. Like I would feel like you'd be very safe around Tom Cruise. I'd let because him he hold just, me,
0: if that's what you're saying.
3: <laughs> be, I think let you him. could
0: cradle him like a baby. <laughs> just,
3: Okay, Tommy. In the movie, the postcard that Tom Cruise goes to the post office to get from the agent has the name H. Kelvin. That is the name of his grandfather, Harry Kelvin. And from what I understand, he uses that name somehow in all of his projects. Hmm. The panda ring that they use in the wedding ceremony. Apparently, when he was in school, he actually got a panda ring for his girlfriend at the time. Lost it before he could give it to her and then spent about $25 trying to get the same panda ring out of the the coin machine and never got another panda ring.
2: So it was like pandemonium. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much.
3: Okay, just a couple more. Ricky Gervais was originally supposed to play the role of Simon Pegg. I mean, I like Ricky, but... No, I'm glad it worked out. With silence. apparently
2: the casting calls sheet said like funny British student.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they had two.
3: <laughs> I thought this one was very interesting. One of the five percussionists in the film's orchestra, name is Emil Richards, actually played the bongos in the 1966 original theme song for Mission Impossible. Oh, cool!
2: So the old Lilo Schifrin, they had a guy on staff. Oh, that's kind of cool. mm
3: Hmm. All the females in this movie, Carrie Russell, Maggie Q, and Michelle Monahan, they have all voiced the character of Wonder Woman. I thought that was kind of interesting. Oh, okay. And this was the weirdest thing I found, that apparently Tom Cruise studied to be a priest before he decided to go into acting.
2: Amen. <laughs> all
3: right, I'm done. And speaking of amen, is it my turn yet?
0: <laughs> Are you sure, Kathy? It's straight okay to go.
3: I give the reins to Jason.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I'll turn them back over to you here in just a minute. Well, I'll give you the rundown for 1987's Predator.
1: We are a rescue team, not assassins. Now, what do we got to do? In a part of the world where there are no rules, we pick up their trail at the chopper, run them down, grab those hostages before anybody knows we were there. What do you mean, we? Deep in the jungle, where nothing that lives is safe. You lose it here, you're in a world of hurt. Showtime, kid. Knock, not An elite rescue squad. You're bleeding, man. I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> is being led by the ultimate warrior. We need the best. That's why you're here. But now. What's got Billy so spooked? There's something out there waiting for us. And it ain't no man. They're up against the ultimate enemy. Holy mother God. Nothing like it has ever been on Earth before. She says the jungle just came alive and took him. We cannot see it. No blood, no bodies. We hit nothing. But it sees the heat of our bodies and the heat of our fear. Whatever it is out there, killed Hopper. And now it wants us. It kills for pleasure. Ah! He was skinned alive! It hunts for sport. He's killing us one at a time. We're all gonna die. But this time, it's picked the wrong man to hunt. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Century Fox presents Arnold Schwarzenegger. Predator. The hunt begins Friday, June 12th at theaters everywhere.
0: Cast and crew included Arnold Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, and Elpidia Carrillo. It was directed by John McTiernan. The synopsis goes something like this. It's a rumble in the jungle as Arnold leads his team of highly trained mercenaries to rescue a US cabinet member from a nasty band of Central American rebels. The hunters soon find themselves the prey, however, as an apex predator from outer space starts picking them off one by one.
2: A lot easier to synopsis that movie than it is Mission possible.
0: It was pretty yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty simple. Yeah. This one came pretty quick. So my three pieces of trivia nuggets before I hand it over to Kathy. First one is the wardrobe department told Jesse Ventura that his arms were one inch bigger than Arnold's. So armed with this knowledge, he bet Arnold a bottle of expensive champagne that he had bigger arms than the Olympian. Jesse lost the bet and later found out that Arnold had played him by asking the wardrobe department to give him the false information. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, nice. Oh, it kept going. There were a lot of pranks played on this movie. So Jesse got a bit of revenge, though, by making sure to get to the gym a few minutes before Arnold. He would then douse himself with water. And Arnold, thinking it was sweat, assumed that Jesse was putting in more workout time than the star. So he started getting up at 4 a.m. to make sure he wouldn't fall behind in the workout routine. (laughs) And finally, and we talked about this one, Jared, the Predator was originally supposed to be played by Jean-Claude Van Damme. The suit weighed over 200 pounds, however, And it was so hot that JCVD passed out and quit shortly thereafter. The D stands for dehydration. (laughs) So damn, it's hot, John Cloud. Hot damn, John Cloud. Man, damn, it's hot. Oh man, Kathy, anything to add to those three?
3: Just a little bit to add on to your third point about the suit weighing over two hundred pounds when Hmm. the new actor, Kevin Peter Hall joined to the film apparently i read that he had to be held on a bungee rig even though he's what seven four seven three something like that use a bungee rig to help him move a little bit better and i re i realized when watching this movie this week where i recognized him from he was on a tv show called misfits of science that was on i think there may have been a season of that I want to say NBC, Courtney Cox. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason and I watched it as kids. I remember. Mm-hmm, I yeah. loved that show. I will say, it Kevin Peter
0: Hall, you can actually see him in this movie because he was on the helicopter rescue crew at the end.
3: Right. Because right. of oh.
0: Oh. Schwarzenegger.
3: I thought it was amusing that Sonny Landham who plays Billy, they hired a bodyguard to work with him, but it was not for him. It was for everyone else on the set because apparently he was known for being Very violent and very short-tempered. So it was to protect other people from getting in a fight with Sonny.
2: How are you going to be an angry person your name is Sonny? (laughs) Good
3: point. Good point. Apparently, Carl Weathers, which you all probably know this way more than I do, was a very clean-living athlete. And apparently, Arnold got him addicted to cigars while filming this movie. Oh, man. The idea of the mandibles on the Predator character... Came from a flight with Stan Winston and James Cameron. James Cameron, Titanic fame, said something about, you know, I've always wanted to see a creature with mandibles on it. Stan went home and started drawing up pictures of the predator with mandibles.
2: Of Titanic fame?
3: Oh, aliens. well, let's or, go there. <laughs> oh, no, I thought he this was actually tra- tra- or Lies. Terminator, didn't he do? Terminator? Yeah, all these okay. choices. let yeah. actually <laughs> a face off. You picked Titanic. Pick okay. Titanic. Okay, I'm going to say we'll say Terminator of Terminator fame.
2: <laughs> no, I'm leaving it in. Him.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty cool that, you know, Jesse Ventura, a true Navy SEAL, and Chavez is his last name, the guy that played Pancho. He was apparently a Vietnam vet. So. I thought that was pretty
0: interesting. I did not know that Jesse the Body Ventura had military service. That just is awesome to me. I think he still has the record for the deepest one of the deepest dives.
3: Uh, oh wow, that's Wyoming. cool. I, was, mm-hmm.
0: I didn't know that.
2: His respect meter
0: on the rise for me.
3: And that's all I got.
0: And now that we have the basics on today's contestants,
1: ladies and gentlemen, test your might. Uh,
2: get it going right before we get to our official rounds i'll remind you of match game we have two films with five categories which means Jason and i could match up to 10 possible times play the game within the game and make your guesses now how many times are we going to match and speaking of scores here's your barometer just in case this is your first episode welcome if it's not, everybody else knows this by heart, but a five means it's average, it's okay. Something you'd see on a decent made-for-TV movie. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Man, nah, you got yourself a pretty good movie. Four, three, two, one, you got some things to work on. And with that out of the way, let's get into round one.
1: The disease You're on the cure.
2: Round one is the story. How engaging or original is the story? And we will start with
0: 2006's Mission Impossible 3. We will start with Jason. You know, I think story for me was probably the weakest part of this movie. I'm not saying it was a bad story by any stretch of the imagination. It's good. It's not going to get a 4, 3, 2, or a 1, so don't worry about that. As I reflected upon it, the opening was very strong. I liked where they were going with it. And then we kind of detoured into this marriage thing, which I just really i didn't care about. I didn't really feel invested in. And then by the third act, he's stealing a rabbit's foot. And I realize, like, I don't know what it is. I don't know why this guy wants it. And in fact, I don't even get to really see him steal it. <laughs> I, just, I get to see the opening part, something, something, something. I got the rabbit's foot, don't know what it is. And so I feel like at the end of the day, and maybe it's just my personal choice, but I was much more interested in the spy thriller elements that seem to get shortcutted for the emotional romantic pieces. And I just didn't prefer that choice.
2: I agree with you to some extent, Jason. I'm going to throw it to Kathy in just a second, but I got the feeling that I got cheated out of one of those Mission Impossible moments. Like you know how like the team does craftiness to get someplace where it's impossible to get. Like I feel like we only get to see that done once <laughs> in this movie, and I should have gotten another one. But I, I also like the story, but it doesn't matter. Let's get Kathy's take.
3: I think I would agree with you. I I would say that this is probably the simplest Mission Impossible story. Like it was very, I guess simple
2: is the best word. Like I still had a hard time writing synopsis.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was kidnapping, still something to help get the rescue. It was just very, it was very simple. I understand what you're saying about the relationship part of it, but I think we needed that to care about her and to understand why he was doing all this. To save her.
2: Yeah, I mean, it did make it a more personal thing for him. That's for sure. And it gave Philip Seymour Hoffman that I'm willing to go too far kind of edge. So, I mean, it did have a purpose. Just nasty. Just nastiness, yeah. Right. (laughs) Okay, well, let's shift gears to 1987 and The
0: Predator. Jason. Pretty simple plot. I mean, it's the most dangerous game. It's another version, but you always kind of can spice it up by making it With space, you know, with an alien (laughs) space in there. Yeah, I think that the simplicity of this is really offset by the location. Uh, We'll probably talk more about that in Spectacle. And just by the chemistry of the actors, this thing just oozes machismo and that 80s macho man's man type of heroes. And so that really kind of strings it together. And it also makes it more compelling when they're getting their tails handed to them by the Predator by the middle part of the movie. So although it was fairly simple in storytelling, all the elements came together really well. And I'll reflect that in my score. Kathy, thoughts on the story of Predator?
3: Agree with the simple. Kind of just balls out. You know, let's shoot some stuff up. Kind of simple story. I don't think it has the finesse. Of a story like Mission Impossible, but it's still great. It's fun action movie.
0: Yeah, it is just kind of that simple, isn't it? Finness. Finness. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs>
2: nope. I couldn't help but notice when I was watching it. You know, I watch a lot of bad movies because I'm into Mystery Science Theater and riff Tracks and all this stuff. And I love bad movies from the 80s. And I couldn't help but notice when I was watching it. Like, this is a hair's breadth away from being a cheesy bad movie. Like, the only thing that really saves it, like Jason says, is the chemistry of the team and, and the budget. You know, they had a good budget, and production values were great. Otherwise, some B-movie team could have shot the exact same story, because it doesn't demand a lot. You just need the woods,
3: <laughs> I mean, thi- this this one had Arnold Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, yeah. Jesse Ventura. I yeah. mean, that's, that's what elevates it Absolutely. from being
2: absolutely I mean, it is elevated by cast and production values bill and, duke too i love bill duke. oh bill duke yeah the whole crew was a lot of fun it was a it was a cool movie but it's it's simple and therein lies its beauty with that let's double back and score them. jason mission impossible three 2006 scale of one to ten
0: survey says i landed on a six with this you know when i compare it to our standard of view to a kill i think the view to a kill plot was a little bit better than this so I'm i'm going with six you amuse me
2: (laughs) it's not mutual but anyway close close i have it at a seven i thought it was a good movie a fun ride have i seen better mission impossible plots that might even be more complicated yet i was able to follow them better yes i have big fan of part five big fan of part five
0: love me part five yeah uh but
2: this one i give part five probably a 10 i might have i think we did that one me and delvin if i'm not mistaken anyway we might know I I you guys did six we did didn't six, you? Yeah. yeah but anyway this one's solid seven so we're pretty close let's move back in time to 1987 story of predator one to ten jason
0: i gave that one a seven like i said very simple but well put together Holds you the whole way i wasn't confused scratching my head rolling my eyes or anything so i'm gonna give this one seven.
2: it might just be jared's in a better mood night because I am one point up on you on that, I gave it an eight. Yeah, it is super simple, like you said. It's the ma- most dangerous game with an alien, but it—I think I gave it the bump up because it created a huge lore of sequels and spinoffs, comic books, novels. I've read Predator novels. Like it created an incredible universe based off of that. So I, I think I was a little more generous. I eyes can see your point, Kathy. You get to load that sniper bullet and unenviable task of picking which one you thought had a better story I wouldn't judge you either
0: way so what do you got
3: Ooh, this is a tough one I don't want to be all girly and say I like Mission Impossible because it did have extra story not just shoot them up
0: this is a love story film face <laughs> off <laughs>
3: Hey, by the way uh, February is the next time I'm on so we're totally doing rom-coms right <laughs>
2: Uh, we'll talk to Laurel about that. Sure.
3: <laughs> oh, because I'm probably going to end up giving Mission Impossible more bullets than Predator. I think I'll give Predator a story. I'll give my sniper bullet to story to Predator.
2: Hey, it's a tough one because they're so different.
3: <laughs> oh, you they're and I think good. it's because they're both simple stories. There's nothing complicated about the plots in either one of them. So. Fair enough. That's the end of round one. I'm going to
1: kill them all, sir.
0: All right. Well, that makes it my turn in round two. And round two is the hero. How compelling is the hero or the team of heroes in Predator's case and in Mission Impossible 3's case? How much do you like them? How much do they carry the film? Do they make you roll your eyes or do they keep your eyes glued to the screen? And Jared, we'll start with you for Tom Cruise and team in Mission Impossible 3.
2: We've established on previous episodes of Action Film Face-Off that I'm an Ethan Hunt fan. Is he in league with James Bond? Not quite, but he's close. And you get close, and then you add in Luther, who is just a staple of the franchise, and it's just a smile on your face every time he shows up. Then you add in, this is the first time we get Simon Pegg, which you know he just improves it as it goes those are really good standouts to add to. Cause I mean, mission impossible is always meant to be a team thing, even though they didn't do that a lot in the first two, <laughs> it gets better and better as the series goes. So the team is really coming together nicely with Luther and Simon Pegg's character. And I just want to give a quick shout out to something I noticed watching it at this time. And to be honest with you, I think this is only the second time I've seen it because I didn't have a good memory of it, but I want to give a shout out to the character of Tom Cruise's wife, there at the end, because he has to tell her in the span of about 30 seconds how to operate that pistol, and she (laughs) remembers she's capable, she does what she has to do, and she was not a movie damsel. She was there in it with him all the way, and I thought that was incredible. So I want to give a shout out to her in that moment. Uh, The other folks, you know, Maggie Q and Generic John- guy.
3: another guy. Oh, no, no, no. Don't you dare, Jonathan Reese Myers. Mm. Sure. I have no idea who he is. Sure. All right. Mm. <laughs> they were fine.
2: But those really grabbed me. And I just want to give a shout out to our boy, Tom Cruise. Just an incredible actor. Man, when well, he dropped that single tear when he was trying to save his wife to say anything he could to save her. That single tear rolled down. I'm like, this dude can act
0: his <laughs> off. So uh, salute to Tom Cruise. He's always good. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that scene. I thought that was a brilliant piece of acting because he went through a whole range of emotions to trying to play it cool. Like, hey, I'm the professional spy. I can lie my way out of this to, oh, I'm going to threaten you. Now I'm enraged. Now I'm desperate trying to get out of there. And then like you said at the end, just that single tear because he's like, nothing is working. And it held me. I've seen the movie before and I was like, how's this end? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, 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 it was
0: before and I couldn't remember how we got out of it either. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Congrats to Tom for that performance. Kathy.
3: Yeah, they said in the commentary, it was J.J. Abrams and Tom Cruise that did the commentary for Mission Impossible 3. And he said every time he like leaned forward or rocked in that chair, it's like he was switching a different gear of how he was trying to convince the guy. This cast is amazing. Tom Cruise... I know he's not everybody's taste, but I love Tom Cruise movies. I really do. I think he's incredible. I mean, the man does 99% of his stunts. We'll get to that in Spectacle, I'm sure. But even the scene when he's jumping around across the roofs, he's not wired. He is literally jumping across the roofs of this little fisherman's village, you know? Like it's just I said another it in my day.
2: Synopsis, Tom Cruise doing Tom Cruise things. That was in my synopsis.
3: <laughs> you are correct. But yes, I know y'all don't know who he is, but Jonathan Reese Myers, I love him. He's uh he was in Tudors, he was in a short-lived show. He Dracula, he was in a movie with Carrie Russell called August Rush.
2: Every bit of this sounds made up to me.
3: <laughs> it's not, but I love Carrie Russell. I think she did a great job. I think this was her first. Action role. I think she did great as the other spy. She was
2: good. She looked like she'd practiced her craft.
3: Yes. And Maggie Q, she was in, I fell in love with uh, Maggie Q in a show called Nikita. That was incredible. I love this cast. I think they're amazing. Simon Pegg can do no wrong in my book. So incredible.
0: No, that's fair enough. And I think you're right. By three, they've really kind of come out with this formula where it's Ethan and Luther Those are kind of the two common denominators. And then they bring out a couple other interchangeable folks, because we've had different ones in each movie, and they've all been good. It's all worked. So hats off. Well, we gave some love to Tom Cruise. But let's talk about Predator, Jared. What did you think of Arnold and the team in Predator?
2: Well, we've kind of glowed him up already. I mean, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's an 80s action icon, with one of my personal favorites, Carl Weathers enhanced by Jesse the Body Ventura. I to just call Justin the Body That's how old school I am. That's how I know him. I know him <laughs> as Jesse the Body Ventura.
3: Not um, Governor Ventura. Not
2: Governor Ventura, but like that's how I grew up knowing him. Bill Duke, it's just really rock solid casting. That's almost a pun because they're also dang muscular and ripped and whatnot. And then you even have some comedic relief and Sonny Landham, who Apparently has anger issues, but I like him when, he, when he's in things. I love his moment in Predator. To me, he gets the best warrior moment of all. It's also like, I love it. That moment for him is like at a 10 for me, but then it also brings me to great sadness because I want to see it. I want to see him fight that thing because he was like, I'm not messing around. We're doing this old school. You get a stick. I get a stick. Let's <laughs> Let's go. And I just thought he had a great moment. But anyway, it's a great group of characters. Is it Arnold's finest hour? Not yet. He's still on the rise at this point, but it's going to be a solid score for me.
0: Great bunch of cast. I think there was enough military experience on there to make the action seems realistic. They obviously train together a lot. Good chemistry. Kathy, what do you have to add?
3: Mirror what Jared said. I think chemistry between them all is wonderful. I mean, our most muscle men... The best actors in the world? Usually not. But where else are we going to get the super cheesy lines from movies that we still remember to this day? So casting was great. Also, like Jared said, is it my favorite Arnold movie? No. I still think the casting was great. I think they did a great job.
0: Yeah. And I got to say, man, Arnold was in shape for this film. Holy yeah. Oh, he, he had
3: actually, from what I understand, he had lost 25 pounds for this role. To become leaner because he
0: Yeah, he wanted to look more like a soldier. Yeah. Right.
3: I don't know any soldiers look like that, but that's just- I did
0: back in the day, you know, (laughs) but not even close. All right. Well, I think we've run the gauntlet. It's time to score them. And Jared, what did you give the heroes from Mission Impossible 3?
2: Man, like I said, I got a soft spot for Ethan Hunt, so it starts high and then it built with Luther, and then it built with Simon Pegg. Did it get all the way to like a
0: James Bond, Timothy Dalton 10? Not quite. I landed on a nine. You know, I think I'm just one off from you today. Uh, I went a little bit lower with an eight. I agree with everything you said, but I don't know. I just kept thinking about how good like four, five, and six mm-hmm, are, yeah, and that's yeah. why I was like, oh, that's where I'm going to save my save my nines. But I can definitely uh, understand how you got there. Predator. What are you giving Arnold and his crew? Jesse the Body, Bill Duke, <laughs> Shane Black, Sonny Landum.
2: It is a great crew. You know, Arnold in True Lies, I think I gave him a 10. If I didn't, I should have. Is Izzy's not quite there yet. I think this is a really simple performance for him, so he didn't have to stretch much. So I kind of started at a 7. And then when you add in all those other crew members, it bumps it up to an eight. So I'm at a solid eight for this move.
0: All right. Well, I think I've officially tipped my hand that I prefer Predator because I went a little higher than you on this one because I went nine. I was like, man, Arnold was in great shape. You got Carl Weathers in this thing. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> that's that's a nine for me. So nine it is. So I we can't got- argue with that. I cannot argue with that. <laughs> We got the scores in, so the only question is, Kathy, which of these teams is going to get your sniper skills, your bullet? Mission
3: Impossible 3. Easy as that. Fair enough.
0: All right, well, my round is in the bag, and it it's time to pass it back to you for round three, Jared. All right, let's go to round three.
1: Say hello to my little friend!
2: Round three is the villain. How memorable is your villain? How menacing is your villain then? this... Going to be interesting because we got two good villains, but they're very different villains. Let's see how it all plays out. Kathy, talk to me about Philip Seymour Hoffman in Mission Impossible 3.
3: First of all, I'm going to say I'm honestly very glad it was him instead of Kenneth Branagh or Sylvester Stallone, who reportedly were up. A- for this role as well. But.
2: I will broker no negative talk about Sylvester Stallone on the no, podcast.
3: <laughs> no, I don't. That's not a negative against Sylvester Stallone, but I just don't know that he could have the nuance that Hoffman gave this film. Cause he was creepy. And I believed him when he said what he was going to do to Ethan's wife. I'm like I bought it. He wasn't a fighter. He was a thinker. And to me, that can be even scarier because you don't know what they can plot and what they're going to do to destroy your mind as well as your body. Yeah, well, it looked
0: good. like he was thinking about which end of the buffet he wanted to <laughs> take on first.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was a real physical match, but like the way, like Kathy said, his nuance, which is a good word to use there, Kathy. I think it was really incredible because the vibe he gave off to me. And I'm going to quote Street Fighter the movie, where Al Julia goes into that speech about, you know, he's talking to Chun-Li, and he says, you know, that was the day that I changed your entire life, burnt your village, killed your father. You know, that's what that day was to you. And to me, it was Tuesday. That's the vibe he gave off. Like, I do this on the
0: regular. You're nothing to me. You're nothing to me. That's the vibe he gave off. Anyway, Jason, talk. Yeah, I think Philip Seymour Hoffman was probably... One of the best choices for this role. Kathy nailed it. And I liked your spin on it too, Jared. I didn't really think about it like that. But hearing you tell it, I was like, yeah, that is it. Like he's like, you're nothing to me. Even the revenge piece was just really business. Like, hmm, this guy came into my life, kind of pissed me off. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get revenge and I'm going to make this dude do my duty work and get this rabbit's foot, whatever that was.
3: Yeah, I so think I, he even said in part of the movie, it's the only reason he did what he did was just because of how Ethan Hunt treated him in the scene in the plane. Yeah. When he had him held out the, the bay door. That's why he's like, because you treated somebody badly that you didn't have to treat badly. Yep. And th- that's like, that was his whole motivation for what he did.
0: Yeah, I thought he was very cool under pressure, too, during that rescue scene when they come to get him out of the van. And, you know, just his presence. I guess presence would be the best word I would use to describe it.
2: One thought I had before we move on to Predator while I was watching Mission Impossible 3 was Tom Cruise is just a wonderful, good guy. And I think I've only seen him play a bad guy once, and that was in Collateral. And he was good at it. And it made me want to see him cast in a James Bond movie as the villain. I think that would be awesome. <laughs> I want to see Tom Cruise play a Bond villain. I mean, just picture him in your mind playing maybe like the Golden Eye role Sean Bean did, like going fisticuffs, to toe to toe. Bond. Man, I paid double to see that movie.
0: That's a good point. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but I don't know. Like, at one end, I'm like, I don't know if he could play a villain, but on the other hand, I was like, well, he
0: did collateral and he was good. Yeah, I mean, he was good in Collateral. I mean, we're not reviewing Collateral, but while <laughs> we're on the Sunday, we will. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he looked imposing. And it's like, yeah, he was a bad guy and he was a villain. But kind of like you were saying with Philip Seymour Hoffman,
3: it was just Tuesday. I was going to say, yeah. I feel like, because I, I do remember that movie now. It was just business to him. Like, I think he was really, was it Jamie Foxx? Is that who was in it with yeah. him? Like, he was super nice and cool to him and very matter-of-fact. And it was like, oh, yeah, that's just what I do. I'm going to go assassinate somebody. And
2: (laughs) I just need a ride, man. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, we've got a little far afield. Let's get back on track to Predator 1987, a villain that launched a franchise. Kathy, thoughts?
3: This is hard. I mean, I guess monsters are villains. But to me, when you say villain, it's more something that is planned or an action whereas to me a monster is just their nature right so, they don't
2: even like fit into our societies. so they, they can't even really be judged by our rules right <laughs> you know? so
3: like, i mean even though technically the predator is the villain in this it's just different for me and I, I don't know i don't know if i'm making any sense or not
2: it does make sense because yeah. like As we learn, especially in the sequels, too, that they are creatures of honor. It's
0: just something that we don't understand more so than anything.
2: I'll let Jason
0: I get where Kathy's going with it, because even though it is the antagonist in the movie, the Predator is there on a mission, and it's like a cultural mission. You get the sense this is a warrior society, and they are actively searching out through the cosmos races they can pit their skills against for no other reason than that's what they do our predator finds what they're looking for and we learn that he has a code if you're not a threat to others if you're not warlike yourself he's not going to mess with you and so there's something intriguing about that concept as well and we see that as a common theme i think throughout the whole franchise to be honest like not sure I've seen them all. <laughs> There's a bit of fame for me as well. <laughs> yeah. So,
2: and, it, um, and
3: I feel like it's very subtle in the movie when he kicks the gun away from her. I think that's when you're supposed to notice this predator's going after combatants. Mm, that works. That's not armed combatants. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I think that's what we're supposed to pick up on is that if they weren't a threat, then he didn't bother with them.
0: Yeah, and I'll just wrap it up by saying I think this is one of those villains that reached icon status. Not only is Predator in several movies, but we've also seen him in the comic books, taking on Batman. We've seen him in fan fiction. He's an icon at this point.
3: I do want to piggyback on a little bit uh, what I was going to say when you were talking about, you know, he's a warrior. That's no different, I think, than a lot of these other countries, these tribes that go on a wild boar hunt to prove that these young men now can become men of the tribe. How is that any different than, because this is an alien, you know, we're supposedly beneath alien races. So how is that any different than what we would do in a circumstance?
0: Fair point. we're the boar at this point. We'll stop being boring and take I,
3: the
2: reins back. Him, I was just about to say, <laughs> <laughs> a similar joke. all right, let's score these suckers. Let's go back to mission impossible three. Philip Seymour Hoffman, man, he gave a good performance scale of one to 10. I'm guessing it's seven or higher for you, Jason. What do you got?
0: Yeah. I had to ask myself, was this better than Christopher Walken in *Of You to a Sir, Nothing no. is better. <laughs> <than Christopher Walken. laughs> no, but it matches it. So I'm giving it a seven.
2: Clearly, you forgot my caveat that the only thing in a view to a kill that gets a 10 is Christopher. <laughs>
0: yeah, that might be screwing up my, my
2: <laughs> but I gave him a seven and I'm gonna stick with it. And once again, good boo Jared has got him at an eight. I gave him an eight because remember, we did Mission Impossible four and I couldn't remember the villain and I can't remember
0: him now. I can't either. Yeah, it was a Russian general guy. As I start
2: going through the Mission Impossibles and I think of the villains, this is a standout. This is a standout villain from the franchise, so I gave him an 8. That's fair. And let's go over into the Predator territory. He's iconic. He started a big, big, big thing.
0: What's that mean to you? It means a 9 to me. I mean, when you hit icon stats, you're talking 9s or 10s. 10 to me is like a Darth Vader. Is he like Darth Vader? No, but he is a 9 first mama mama match game of the
2: episode i also have him at eight nine here and i had the same line of thinking and i actually thought is he darth vader <laughs> no is he hans gruber not quite but he's a nine kathy you got a lot of love for philip seymour hoffman and he's going up against an icon again an unenviable position i won't judge you either way what you're gonna do
3: i think i'm gonna have to go with mr nuance i mean i love the predator character i even have the little mini funko of him because it is with and without the mask. <laughs> <laughs> but I think just because that character is, well, I take he is still he is still planning things because he understood that it was a trap that Arnold had set up for him. So his head is in the game as well. but I think he was just one track minded. I think Philip Seymour Hoffman's character was much more devious, broader character. With that, I'm going to go with Philip Seymour Hoffman. I don't remember the character's name, but the villain in Mission Impossible 3.
2: All right. Well, like I said at the front, big part of this category is how memorable is your villain. And he's
0: memorable. And that's the end of round three. So over to Jason for round four.
1: Now, that really pisses me off to no end.
0: I get round four. This is one of my favorite rounds. It's the spectacle. And when we're talking spectacle. We're talking the stunts. We're talking the effects. We're talking the cinematography. We're talking the score, we're talking the soundtrack, all of it. Put it in a blender, mix it up. How's it taste? And Jared, what kind of flavor are you thinking for Mission Impossible 3? Mm, mm, mm. This is some flavor right here. Let me tell you something, Jason. You're gonna start
2: on a strong end of the scale. Like you you're gonna get a seven in these movies when all you gotta do is give me like a tense moment, like the opening scene. That very, you know, the teaser where about to assassinate his wife, murder his wife right in front of him. Pull the trigger, boom, and then a fuse lights and you get bummed, bump. bummed, bummed. bummed. I'm like, oh, I'm all amped up. So, I mean, that theme song by Lalo Schifrin, legendary. It's legendary, and I love to hear it. I can't wait to hear it. They usually play it when they finish something cool, like they finish the Vatican thing. You hear they come on their speedboat, and it's playing Mission Impossible. So, music, check. Action scenes, check. Stunts, check. Was I check checking my Twitter? No check. Was that confusing? Anyway, I was engaged. It is Mission Impossible as it needs to be. Yeah, there was some slight divergence into the romance territory where they tried to layer the character. I get what they're doing. But there was no shortage of action, suspense. It's going to get a strong score.
0: All right. What does uh, Kathy think of the film Mission Impossible 3 in terms of spectacle?
3: Yes, yes, and yes to all of that. <laughs> like he said, that opening scene and the gun goes off and then you're like, what, what happened? What? And that takes us to this nice, quiet, soft moment where he's with this person and then the twist of that was not her that they shot and killed. And as we talked about, the stunts are incredible. The way it's filmed, I, it's just incredible. It's mission impossible. I love mission impossible. Yeah, Tom
2: Cruise don't make no non-spectacle movies when it yeah
3: comes to yeah <laughs> no, that's some quality stuff right
0: there well i think we've got some love for mission impossible 3 what about the spectacle for predator jared it's there very similarly but very differently
2: dun, 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 dun. you know that <laughs> that little score i don't remember who did it i want to say michael Kamen, but that's my answer to every score of <laughs> a movie of this era Whoever did it, it was really good. Like, it's memorable. It's simple and it fits. Like, the music really fits. It's very tense, very, I was going to say, south of the border, but I don't want people to think that it's like it got a mariachi sound or anything like that, but like very <laughs> jungle, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So, you know, that's where I always start is with the music. And then as far as how it's filmed, it's John McTiernan. I mean, we're talking about the guy who filmed Die Hard. And the guy who filmed Medicine Man, which took place in the Amazon jungle. So you just mix those two things together. Yeah, so he knows how to film jungle. He knows how to film action. It's compelling all the way. The effects are 1987 effects and they still hold up. Like everything still looks pretty darn good. You know, with that weird way the Predator looks when he's cloaked. And again, it's a movie that is briskly paced. It doesn't feel like it overstays its welcome. A lot going for it.
3: Is it Alan Silvestri?
2: Probably. Yeah, he was definitely. That sounds right. Yep, Alan Silvestri.
0: All right. So Jared likes uh, Predator a little different than Mission Impossible 3. Kathy, what do you have to add here?
3: It may be a little too simple, spectacle wise, for me. Too simple. It's boys with guns in the woods shooting be-doo,
1: up. Be-doo.
0: <laughs> taka, taka, taka.
3: <laughs> Which is not a bad thing if, if you're in the mood for that. I like the way it was filmed. I didn't notice the music in this as much as with Mission Impossible. I don't know if it was just not as boisterous. I just didn't. Yeah, it's
2: not. It, but it's not iconic, like right. But it's just it's atmospheric is what the word I would use.
0: Yeah, the music usually goes by me, but I've seen it enough times that I can hear the soundtrack in my head now as I'm playing the scenes over in my mind.
3: Mm-hmm. And I think I know we're not comparing it, but. Just when I think about Predator versus Terminator, it doesn't do it for me like Terminator does with all of those things. So I feel like I give it a little bit lower props than I would if we were talking about Terminator.
0: No, that's fair enough. All right, let's score it, Jared. What are you giving the score for Spectacle from Mission Impossible 3? When it comes to Mission Impossibles, I
2: say this, I think, every round. Most things start at a 7 when it comes to Spectacle work their way up. And this one was pretty strong. There was a lot of good action scenes, which you're going to go into in a minute. Just strung together really well. Short version, Jason. I'm giving it a nine. I thought it was a really spectacle-driven
0: movie. No, that's fair. I'm a little bit lower than you. I gave it an eight. I thought it was good spectacle. I think the only kind of minor complaint that I had is like, and I guess we'll probably get into this in the next round, but to me, it's like the best spectacle. It's like up front. By the end of it, it's... Oh, there's a great swing onto this building, and he breaks in, and something happened. I would have liked to have seen that. <laughs> I think if I would seen that, I would have get be giving it a nine. Yeah, uh, just that- take
3: into the fact that's really Tom Cruise laying on that street, and an 18-wheel truck really drives over him. The man's worth it. billions. I've seen it. Not (laughs) skin.
0: No, no, they're great stunts, man. That's why I'm giving it an eight. It is solid. It's an elite status, no doubt. But then I also think four's coming, five's coming, six is coming. (laughs) You know. Oh, any rate, let's go over to predator. Jared, what kind of score did you give predator? And that is where I'm gonna match your eight. I think the predator
2: spectacle is really good. And I think the real difference between my 8 and Predator and my 9 and Mission Impossible, honestly, is probably soundtrack. Because that iconic song, and they play it, and I get amped. I mean, I get almost as amped as when I hear that Bond music. Predator's music is really good, but just not as iconic, so I land on 8.
0: No, that's fair enough, and that's our second match game. I gave it an 8 as well. Same score that I gave Mission Impossible 3. Like you said at the outset, two very different types of a score. The Mission Impossible 3 was much more polished. But I like the raw intensity. I thought it matched well with the cinematography, the background, the whole story, the mood, just those explosions juxtaposed against the high technology of the Predator. And I think those effects actually for 80s really kind of stand up pretty well. Yep. So yep. eight for me. And then that just leaves the question of the sniper. I don't think there's really a question where the sniper's putting this bullet, but Formalities must be adhered to. So, Kathy, I'm giving my bullet
3: to Mission Impossible
0: 3. It's
3: hard to beat
2: an iconic theme song.
3: <laughs> I mean, that I is agree. True.
2: There's so much more involved in Spectacle, but that is a huge part of that franchise.
3: I mean, Tom Cruise is spectacle enough, and then you add in everything else, and you can't beat it.
0: All right, so I'm guessing it's going over to Mission Impossible 3 then. Yes, that's sir, where the bullet is. went. I just want Correct. to verify. Very that is bullet mission impossible three <laughs> that wraps it up jared i'm passing it to you so you can pass it back to me i can do that let's get to round five
1: that'll be the day
2: round five is best action scene somewhere along the line an action film face off this became jason's round where he made up names for these action scenes man there was like a million of them <laughs> mission impossible I'm interested in how you broke them down We'll talk about which ones are our favorites. We'll score them. Uh, it'll all make sense in a minute. Jason, break down the action scenes for Mission Impossible 3, please.
0: This is kind of tough because there were some big action scenes. And then there were some like big action scenes that led to some smaller action scenes. But this is how I finally wrapped it all up. Five action scenes to choose from here. First one is the rescue, uh, when he has to go rescue Carrie Russell. I called that one... Way to build that relationship with your fiance on that solid foundation of trust there. Yes. <laughs> solid, solid. <laughs> the second one was when he captures Philip Seymour Hoffman. And that's, as you recall, he impersonates Philip Seymour Hoffman. So I called that one, Stop Hitting Yourself. <laughs> Excellent. And then this was the one that was kind of the toughest one. I kind of wrapped up. When Philip Seymour Hoffman escapes on the bridge. That's a good. And, one. The, and then Ethan is captured, brought back, and then quickly escapes from the IMF building. And I call that one, IMF must stand for, I must fail.
2: I think I have <laughs> one
0: really good operative. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and then the fourth one was the tower heist when he makes that jump on there. And I call that one, Something cool happened inside that building that I don't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Missed opportunity there. That's really bothered me. That is, that is my theme here, if you can't tell. And finally, the last one was uh, basically Tom Cruise versus Philip Seymour Hoffman at the end. I called that one, Ethan's on the Hunt. Nice. I didn't have to edit any of those. That's excellent. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty clean on most of these. All right.
2: Uh, uh, which
0: one was your favorite? I'm going with the rescue. I thought the opening was probably the strongest. I gave some consideration to the bridge scene, also very cool. But in the end, oh man, I like those automatic machine guns that Luther be just like spinning and shooting, and then, and then Tom Cruise was like pow pow pow, and Carrie Russell was like pow pow pow, and then they jumped out and was like kaboom, and then they got on the van, and and then there was like. Get to the chopper. And it was like. And then the other chopper was shooting him and missiles like. And then Keri Russell died.
3: Which is probably one of the coolest deaths in a movie. Like that little head twitch gets me every time. It's so creepy.
2: That was creepy. I'm going to agree with you. I almost went with the bridge just to be different. Because the bridge scene is really cool. I mean. You get Tom Cruise running fast, and he gets blown to the side from an explosion.
0: I mean, That was like a blow on the side of the explosion in the car. That was cool.
3: We have not discussed the Tom Cruise and the running. No <laughs> one runs better than that yeah. man.
2: <laughs> Do we have to? It's like it's required. In fact, when I posted that I was watching this movie on Twitter, someone replied with, I hope you get to see him running really fast for a <laughs> long duration of time. I was like, I, I can only hope, my friend. But no, Jason, I'm going to agree with you. One of the the sufferings of the movie is not it it's best action scene is it its first action scene and everything you said with all those explosions and all the sound effects we just made stands for me as well. And I just want to tack on, I thought that was super cool when she's like, how many rounds you have left? And he checks and he's like, I got it. Boom. He had one. It kills the guy. He like, all I need. I was like, he yeah. said he had
3: he had enough. Yeah. Just
2: enough or something. like that. I was like, yeah, that's baller right there. <laughs> that was pretty cool. So Yeah. Going with the same action scene, Kathy. Which was your favorite action scene?
3: Is the capture? That's the one where they're at the Vatican, right?
2: Yes, that's sort of the most Mission Impossible scene. Of and it. I think yeah. that's
3: why I'm going to pick that. Is because Nothing it was. Just, I love the whole setup and the the Mission ness the spiness, the plan. Uh, that's my favorite, but I will say the action of Tom Cruise running down that fisherman's village. I could watch mm-hmm. that on repeat for a whole movie because. They said the boat was going next to him going like 35 miles an hour. He was like a (laughs) racehorse. No, I'm going to go. I think the capture is my favorite because it ends with my actual favorite moment from the film is when they're all on that boat. That iconic picture of all four of them speeding off in the boat.
0: (laughs) They play the music right there. (laughs) It was good. I agree. And I think that's probably the most traditional Mission Impossible moment in the film. And that was one of my criticisms in that last piece. I really wanted to see them outsmart Philip Seymour Hoffman. And I thought that was kind of a missed opportunity. Just my thought. I think that's fair. Jason, break down the action scenes from Predator. Well, similar, I found five action scenes here. The first one I called rescue, and I put rescue in quotations because I noticed they didn't rescue anybody. No, they killed a lot of people, but I don't think they rescued anybody. Well, that's why I said, I call this one, someone shot the hostages like a hundred times. I think it might have been us. I think it was you, dog.
3: (laughs) Well, it's probably because they were lied to. It wasn't really a rescue in the first place. Well, it was Was like,
0: your guys are the best. And what? (laughs) I mean, blowing stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. right so anyway the second one i kind of lumped hawkins and blaine together as the first predator kills because they kind of die pretty close and the hawkins one wasn't really enough in my mind to justify it as an action scene but the blaine one i thought was cool because that's where mac picks up the big uh, gatling cannon and just blows it, the whole woods apart i called that one uh time to put old painful in the bag That was my reference to Jesse the Body (laughs) Venture. Good, good work. Just okay. Third one also clumped together Dylan and Mac. The dispatch of those two. I kind of also figured in when they tried to capture the Predator, and then that kind of led to Predator escapes and then kills Dylan and kills Mac. And I called that one. He seems to have an invisible touch. Yeah. He reaches in and shoots off my arm. Because <laughs> he was invisible. I mean, he, yeah, I got it. <laughs> okay, got it. All right. Then the next one, this is number four, is the run from the predator. So this is when everything's going to crap and Arnold's got to go over the waterfall and everything. But there's a part in there where he also gets shot in the arm by the predator and i can't help but notice when carl weathers gets shot in the (laughs) arm his arm gets blown clear off but when arnold is like little tiny so i called that one my arm is too massive for you to hurt me
3: (laughs) (laughs) but props to carl weathers arm it was still shooting detached from his body it was still (laughs) going strong
0: and i know everybody's gonna say you could have just said disarmed him but it's just too obvious too obvious (laughs) or he was in the army you know okay Okay. All <laughs>
2: you're right, you're
0: on a whole other level. <laughs> <laughs> Beneath you. All right, so last one: Dutch versus the Predator, or Rumble in the Jungle. You could choose either Rumble in the Jungle or Impaling an Alien. All right. All right. With all those done, what's your favorite? Again, similar to <laughs> Mission Impossible Three, I'm going with the first one, the Rescue Man. They were just okay. Once again, they were like. With knives, and then they were like bah, 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 with guns, and then they were like dum, 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 with grenades, and, they were like, ah, last, right, hey, <laughs> and then there's like row, 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 stick ah, around the
3: ah, all, the one liner, all the one-liner, all the one-liners from that. Right, and I right. mean, Arnold does pick up a truck and like practically throw it <laughs> at them yeah. to blow them all up.
0: So yeah, I'm going with the first one. The one I want is
2: Sonny Landon versus the Predator. <laughs> that is the Tom Cruise steals the rabbit get foot. I couldn't even count that one because you can't see it. I know. That's the Tom Cruise steals the rabbit foot moment of this movie. <laughs> like,
0: it kills Fair. me to, get to see it. But given what we have. And we didn't have to see, like, Sonny Landon get married or anything <laughs> <laughs> to trade off for that. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll take a
2: pale in an alien. The big fight at the end. Why not? It was Fine. a good, good fight. How about you, Kathy?
3: I think I'm going to go with the rumble in the jungle just because, to me, that's the most iconic memory I have of Predator is Arnold all covered in mud, which apparently wouldn't really work because the mud would just get warmer. It increases your body heat. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> but I do that like whole... that scene where he like raises the charges, like, ah! Exactly, yeah. Cool. I'm go- I'm going with rumble in the jungle as well.
2: Okay, now we just got to score them. Let's go back to Mission Impossible. Jason, you and I both like the
0: opening scene. You liked it to the tune of? an 8 We're definitely in elite status. Best is yet to come, but this is very solid. Match game number three. also have an 8
2: Over in Predator, I like the final battle. You like the initial battle. What's your score on it?
0: I gave it a nine. Obviously, some nostalgia points there, but it is a good battle. I love it every time I watch it. Oh, come on. Jesse Ventura with Old Painless? Oh, that's so oh. awesome. So great that they had to bring it back in Terminator 2. Ah, uh, man. So, yeah, you definitely
2: have the nostalgia bump us. when I gave the final battle a seven. I give probably the one at the beginning a seven, too. I that, To me, they're very good and capable action scenes, but there's nothing terribly special about them. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Kathy, all we have to do now is you tell me which movie had better action scenes.
3: Terminator. I'm just... <laughs> Uh,
2: technically i think that's correct but I, it's not
3: on the ballot um i'm going mission impossible 3 because to me even tom cruise is running is more action than 75 percent of the predator i just feel like there wasn't as many action scenes in predator to me as there was mission impossible even though y'all said there still wasn't as many in mission impossible 3 as 4 5 and 6 i still felt like there was more uh, it, it's definitely
2: you know there's a lot packed in there i won't yeah, false.
3: Although I did love when, oddly, I loved when the Predator, when he ripped the skulls out with the spine included. And <laughs> that was pretty creepy, but that cool.
0: That's creepy, but cool,
3: yeah. So Mission Impossible 3.
2: Well, that is the end of round five.
1: Put the knife away and shut your mouth.
0: I guess that just leaves me in the deduction round the round for the ridiculous where we can take some points off of either film for anything that we found lacking or so awful it's distracting jared are you going to take any points off of uh, mission impossible 3 i am going to deduct one point from mission impossible
2: 3 i'm a helicopter guy I grew up around helicopters <laughs> I don't care how good pilot you are, that UH-1 ain't out maneuvering that AH-1. <laughs> that thing's going to get shot down with some quickness.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. He,
2: like, juked the windmills, but the the AH-1 couldn't do that.
0: Nah. Nah. Nah, 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 nah. nah, boo. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Well, I you know, I thought about taking some point off for the rabbit's foot and not telling what it is or anything, but I think I already addressed that in the story, so. I'm not going to take any points off of Mission Impossible 3.
3: Not even for Impossible Mission Force. That's what <laughs> the, the movie IMF stands for.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. True. I mean, but it's a not, at least it's what it stood for in the TV show. I mean, they just were honoring its roots. Is it corny? Yes, but hey, it is what it is. I'm not going to knock any points off.
3: off I don't of think, did we talk much about Lawrence Fishburne in this movie? Should I get an we're... extra point for
2: that? Because I love him. He's amazing. <laughs> he is good. Kinda, but like on the flip side of that, just plot wise, it was like they're trying to set him up as he was the bad guy. We we're like, no, no. We all no. know who the bad guy
0: is. Billy <laughs> <laughs> really cred up. Of course. Up. Yes. I see you over there, up. <laughs> <laughs> predator. Are you gonna take any points off of predator? What am I? A communist?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> this is America in the nineteen eighties, son. This is <laughs> this is the okay. greatest movie. Of all time in 1987.
0: <laughs> I will say the general guy was a bit old. <laughs> yeah. Like, he was a bit old there. Yeah, he still gave, gave a solid performance. So yeah, I'm not going to take any points off either. All right, Jared. I think that just leaves math. Yep. That's the end of our official rounds.
2: Okay, folks, don't worry if you haven't been keeping up with the math at home. We do that for you here at Action Film Face-Off. As a quick reminder, match game was only three this time. So if you're on the low end of match game, you're probably on it. Three matches for Jason I Sniper bullets, man. Kathy gave four bullets to Mission Impossible 3 and one to the Predator. And looking at the judges' scorecards. The winner of this episode of Action Film Face-Off with a score of 83 to 81, is The Predator.
0: Congratulations to Predator. Now let's head over to the randomizer and find out what the years are going to be for our next episode. My brother Jared will be pulling a film from...
1: Choose your destiny.
0: Two thousand eight, and I will bring a film from Choose Your Destiny. Nineteen seventy-one. Wow, we are we're at opposite ends of the spectrum here. <laughs> What will those films be? Well, we're going to tease them on social media for those of you who want to watch before listening. And we're thinking of you, Dave. Or you can tune in next episode to find out. Until then, I'm Jason Weaselskull Albrick, and you can find me on social media at Weaselskull on Twitter or at Jason Albrecht on Facebook and Instagram.
2: And you can find me, Jared Albrick the art sale artist, a.k.a. Death Probe. At Yard Sale Artists, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, it's all at Yard Sale Artists. You can check out my artwares at www.theyardsaleartists.com. Kathy.
3: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube at AUKathy2418. And that's Kathy with a K.
2: All right, be sure to check out all the shows under the Longbox Crusade umbrella by subscribing to Longbox Crusade on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or whatever casks, pods, casks there are. (laughs) I'm not going to redo that line. Just check it all out. Look for Longbox Crusade or go directly to www.logboxcrusade.com. If you want to send us questions, comments, or any of that kind of stuff, you can hit us up on social media at Longbox Crusade on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Or of course, we have our own dedicated Twitter channel, which is at AFFO Podcast. You can chat with us there as well. But we'd really love to hear from you and make you part of the show. And how do you do that? Leave us a voicemail 707 532 5269. That's 707 532 L Box.
3: Pick up the phone. There we go. Thanks
2: for tuning in. We appreciate you listening. And until next episode, keep your head down and,
1: and your, your knuckles, knuckles up. up
2: the intro and outro theme to this show and all of our action film face-off shows are done by musical genius joe november check out his soundcloud at j-o-s-e-f-l-i-n-9-9 you will not regret it
1: what's
3: his character's
0: name owen owen
2: Oh, no,
3: Ethan. Otto. Yeah, well. Oh, you're talking about Ethan. Yeah. Okay, can, gotcha, gotcha. It was something with a D for these nuts. D's- <laughs> <laughs> he beat you to it.
2: Cutting it all out, except I will use that these nuts joke in the outtake. Thank you. <laughs>